let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your goodness, that your very nature is that you are a good, good father, that we can sing of your goodness even in the midst of trouble and trial and struggles because we know that you're, you are good and that you will take everything that's going on in our lives and you will make it good. So Father God, we, we just dedicate this day to you. We dedicate this year to you, Lord. Help us to give ourselves to you, to put you first, and to declare daily that you are good. Pray this in your holy name. Amen. 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 You guys can grab a seat. Well, good morning, church, and happy new year. Um, this service is going to be a little bit different. Uh, we don't want to keep you guys too long. I know some of you were probably up late. Um, did anyone make it to midnight last night? A few. Okay. My wife and I, we were in bed by nine. So, yeah, that's, that's that. Um, some days I feel old. I can no longer drink coffee after four. My back hurts, and we go to bed by nine. So I'm just, it is what it is. Um, but if you're here this morning or joining us online right now, give yourselves a pat on the back. You guys are the faithful few. Come on. Um, if you're watching this on rebroadcast or, live or um, online later, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but I'm, I'm just so happy to have all of us here this morning and, and really to ring in the new year. Uh, by spending time in community worshiping God together. Um, again, I don't want to keep you guys too, too long this morning, but I just want to take a few minutes and to have us all refocus our attention as we start this new year to, to put our attention and our focus on God. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, as, as I start 2023, I don't want to go on living my life the way I have been living it without first hearing from God. I don't want to go on doing the same old things, relying on the same old promises, kind of just sticking it out, doing what God told me to do three years ago, unless that's what God is calling me to do today. And I really, as we start 2023, I want to start it by saying, God, here I am. Take me, use me, do what you need to. Change me, transform me, God. I am yours. So as we start this new year and we start into this, this season that for some reason humans have decided is a season of transformation and I'm going to change everything about my life, I just want to take a few moments to have us all just focus our attention and our minds on God and what He is doing here this morning. You know, New Year's is a funny day, I find, because it is really just a day that we decided this day is going to, everything's going to change. It's like we just decided, someone thousands of years ago was like, December 31st, that's going to be last year, and January 1st, that's going to be New Year. And then we come up with all of these crazy resolutions, like how many of you have a New Year's resolution this year? A few, a few people, okay, all right. 
Okay. Which, I mean, let's be real. Most of our New Year's resolutions are fancy, nice ways of saying bad goals that we will never achieve. Um, just being real. But we, we some, for some reason, we think of the new year as a time to look at ourselves, to look at the areas of our life where we're maybe not doing as good as we should be, and to then be like, I'm going to change. And everything, by the end of this year, everything's going to be different about me, and I'm, my life is just going to be so much better. So, okay, we have a few people in the room who had New Year's resolutions. So I want to hear them. Shout, if you made a New Year's resolution, shout it out. What's your New Year's resolution this year? Exercise. That's a good one. It's a good one. Vague, but good. I applaud that. What other, what other goals, New Year's resolutions do we have? That's good, that's good. Not making any more resolutions because he doesn't stick to the ones he's already made. That's good, Focus, getting focused on one goal. That's good, that's good. What else, what else? More productive, okay, all right. So we have exercise, no more resolutions, be more productive. Dan's was drink more water, all good goals, right? Um, in prepping for this message, I googled some as well, and my favorite resolution that I saw somebody put was travel more. And I was like, that's great. I wish I had the money to be able to make that resolution. That would be lovely. But, you know, we make these resolutions because we want to change something about ourselves. And we, we want to, to get better at something, and, it, and it's good. It's not a bad thing to make a resolution because most of the resolutions we make are actually meant to improve us. It's good to try and take care of your body. It's good to try and take care of your mental health. It's, it's good to take care of yourself. All of that is good. But you know, often I find when I start to think about making a New Year's resolution and, and what I need to change or improve in my life, often I find that I tend to leave God out of the process. You know, last year, um, started 2022, my wife and I, we made a New Year's resolution and it was to eat less sugar because we just spent the entire month of December gorging ourselves. Like, Getting, feeling sick from eating too much sugar. You know, there's all the cookies, all the chocolates, all the... And then if you work in a church, people just deliver it to you. And it's like, here, Merry Christmas. And then we're like, well, I guess I'm going to eat it. Um, and so we spent the entirety of December 2021 eating way too much sugar. And so we decided in 2022, we're like, okay, that's it. We're going to put a limit on it. And so we did... Throughout the whole year, we did a rule of we get one sweet per week, which a sweet could mean various different things like this many candies or this many cookies or this much ice cream or, you know, whatever. Um, so we defined it very specifically, and, and we actually managed to attain it. But as I was thinking back to that resolution and I was thinking about the start of last year, I realized that I was so focused on improving this one area of my life that I actually hadn't stopped to ask God 
what do you have for me this year? What do you want to do in my life in this year? What do you have for me in this year? In Proverbs 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Now, I know many of us probably in this room have this verse memorized. It's one that we're taught in kids' church, taught in VBS. I'm pretty sure uh, I was like seven or eight in a VBS program, and they're like, if you memorize this verse, you'll get a candy. I'm like, yes, I'll memorize that verse. And, and so it's a verse that we memorize and we, we learn and, and we know, but, but how many of us actually live that way? Because, you know, it's interesting. It's like trust in the Lord with your whole heart, if we can throw it up again, your whole heart, lean not on your own understanding. That's great in theory, but I don't know about you, but I like to lean on my own understanding. I like to solve problems. Just ask my wife. It's been a learning journey to know when she is telling me something that she wants me to fix versus something that she just wants me to listen. It's interesting thing to, to learn when you get married um, because I'm a fixer. When I see a problem, I want to fix it. I want to use logic and problem solving in order to find a solution. And so it's hard to not lean on my own understanding. It's easy to rely on my own understanding. And I think if most of us are honest, most of us would have a hard time honestly saying that we trust God completely and that we lean on his understanding over our own in every circumstance. Now, as I was prepping this message I, um, I, I, and praying about it, I, w- I was reading this verse in a number of different translations. And, and as I read it in the message translation, it, it really, really hit me. And it says, in the message, it says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. You know, if there's a verse that I need tattooed to like the inside of my eye so I always see it, it's that one. Trust God. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. And so what this verse, what the author is trying to convey is that we should trust God in everything. Every decision we make, every problem we face, we should trust God and not rely on our own understanding, but actually seek God, seek His will, seek His word over that situation, listen to that voice, and obey it. And the promise He gives us is that He will make our paths straight. Now, for us who live in Alberta, we don't really understand what straight paths means. I mean, in theory, we understand, but it's a little bit more difficult to understand when when our highways are like straight lines and paved and not bumpy and just easy. You want to go to Jasper, it's a straight line that way. But in ancient Israel, to whom this verse was written, make your path straight was actually a metaphor. 
because their climate and their, their, their geography of their area they lived in was rocky and hilly, and the paths would go up and down and up and down and ooh, curve, curve, curve. And it was just all over the place and you know, it wasn't paved road, it was a dirt path with rocks and rubble. It was just difficult to travel. So, so the idea of make your path straight was a metaphor that meant God making your life easier. And so what this passage is saying, what the author is saying is trust God. Listen to his voice in everything. Be obedient to him, and he will make your life easier. No, it doesn't say perfect. I wish it said perfect, but it doesn't say perfect. And in fact, the author four verses later is very clear that life will not be perfect when he starts to talk about enduring suffering and um, accepting God's discipline, both of which are things we don't like to do. Um, But the idea is trust God. Listen for his voice. Be receptive to what he is saying to you. And when you hear his voice, be obedient to him in that. So the question that I really want us to start to ponder as we start this new year and and shift our focus from everything we want to do in this year, the question I want us to ponder is, What does God have for me in 2023? What is God saying to me for this year? What does God want me to do this year? Who does God want me to become? Is there something God is calling me to give up? Is there somewhere God is calling me to go? What is God saying to me this year? You know, as a church, this is something that for, for the past couple of years, we've been trying to, to do intentionally because um, really, like, part of my heart for this church is I don't want it to rely on my wisdom or really the wisdom of anybody on our staff. Like, we have some incredible creative people on staff. Like, that whole Christmas Eve thing with the stage in the center, that was all Erica. Just amazing idea. I thought it was great. But as a organization and as a church, we don't want to rely on where we think we should go, but we want to rely on where God is saying we should go. And so we want to be very intentional in listening to God's voice and saying, God, where are you leading us? What do you have for us this year? So in in 2021, um, this is the first year we kind of did this. God revealed uh, to Martin in 2021 that, that the word for the year was rooted. And it was this word, it, it wasn't intentional at the time, but it really sprung into the word for the year that God was calling this church in 2021 to be rooted in Christ, grounded in the word, and watered by the spirit. That means that our focus is on Christ, our focus is on the truth of God's word, and that we are constantly listening to the spirit and allowing him to work in us to help us grow. Last year, our word for the year was deeper. And this, was, this came about through an intentional time of prayer and discernment. And, and, and as a staff team, we asked God, what, what do you have for us this year? And, and he brought us this image of a person standing on the edge of a lake. And in the image, the, the lake was this vast body of water. You couldn't see the opposite shore. And, and a voice spoke out and said, I'm calling you 
deeper. And the word was basically that God was calling us out of our shallow end Christian comfortable life. He was calling us to start to take steps, to go deeper, to do things that seemed impossible, to, to step into the deep end where our feet wouldn't be on the ground and our head wouldn't be above water, where we're like, I've got nothing, God, but he's supplying everything for us. And, you know, last year, this was our focus for the year, we, we saw people go deeper. We saw numerous people give their lives to Christ, get baptized. We saw kids and adults start giving and serving and growing in their faith. Um, we, we actually had one person that I can think of that actually God said, I need you to leave this church. And I was like, come on, God. But they were obedient in serving God even when it didn't make sense. And we saw countless people start to go deeper in their faith. And so, last, uh, I think it was like September, October, we started to think about what does God have for us next year, this year? What, what is God saying to his church this year? And through a time of prayer and fasting and discernment with our staff and our elders, we, we began to seek God's will for his church. And through this process, it became abundantly clear that what God is calling this church to in 2023 is to surrender. That God is calling us as a church and us as people who are part of this church to surrender. Now, what surrender means is it means to cease resistance. Which means when God says to go do something, you don't go kicking and screaming like a toddler, but you're obedient. It means to submit to authority, whatever God says goes. It means to be willing to let God come in and prune the dead areas of your life that are destroying you. It means to lay aside all of your things in pursuit of Jesus. It means to give everything to God to lay aside our needs, our wants, our desires, our, our passions, everything that we want to pursue, to lay that all aside and say, God, you can have it all. You can have it all. Because in 2023, we as a church are going to be surrendered. That whatever God says goes. We believe God has given us plenty of words that there are going to be people healed in this church this year. There are going to be miracles happening in this church this year. People are going to be broken out of addiction, out of bondage, out of debt, out of slavery. That this is a year of surrender. And as we surrender to God, God is going to do what only He can do in our midst. But we have to surrender. And over the next four months or so, we're going to start to dig into this and explore this and, and invite you all onto this journey that we're going on as a church, of what it means to surrender, what it means to be like a child before God, what it means to, how to even, just how to hear God's voice, how to listen and obey God even in the midst of suffering. But the challenge that I really want to leave you guys with this year 
or this morning is, what is God saying to you right now? What does God have for you this year? For some of you, that's God, God is calling you to start to deal with some issues. To go get help, get counseling, deal with that anger issue, deal with that addiction, deal with, with your depression. For some of you, God is saying that it's time to set aside the busyness and focus on what really matters. Some of you, it's just as simple as God is saying, will you spend time with me? Will you make a commitment daily to spend time in prayer, in the word, in worship? Build your relationship with me? You know, for me, I was praying and asking God, what, what do you have for me? Because as a church, the word is surrender, and I know that I need to surrender more to God. And I was asking God, though, what are you calling me to in particular? And he told me trust. And I was like, God, are you sure? Can you give me a different word? He's like, no, no, I'm calling you to trust me this year. That if I will trust him, in the little things and give up control, he'll start to do what only he can do. So what is God saying to you? What is God calling you to this year? Who is God calling you to be? What is God calling you to do? What is God calling you to give up? And whatever he says, are you willing to listen? So in a moment, we're going to go back into a time of worship and then into communion as well. But just as we go back into worship, I want to encourage you. Don't just sing the words and, and worship God because of he's so great and so amazing and, and, and he deserves it all, but take a second to begin to ask God, what do you have for me this year? What do you have for me, God? What do you want me to do? And for some of you, you might hear it right away. Some of us, it'll take a little bit longer, and you might need to take the next couple days or weeks in prayer and fasting to, to receive. But just be intentional. God, what do you have for me this year? What are you calling me to this year? Whatever he says, be willing to be obedient. It's the first step to truly surrendering to God is to be willing to listen to his voice. And when you hear his word, to be obedient to what he is saying. Let's stand together. Father God, I just pray, Lord, as we go into this new year, open our eyes to see what you are doing and our ears to hear what you are saying to us, God. Let us be guided by you. Let us trust in your voice. Let us lean on your understanding and on your wisdom, God, 
Let us be a people who are fully reliant on you, surrendered to you no matter what. Pray this in your holy name. Amen.